the blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld. Back to back, because we love this stuff. You love this stuff. It's Seinfeld, for God's sake. For God's <laughs> sakes. I'm Adam. I'm Corey. And today we are talking the June you're mint. This is season four, episode 19, and it first aired on March 18th, 1993. Corey, could you please give us that synopsis? Oh, man, I want a junior mint so bad right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're so um, good. So good. Refreshing. The the junior mint. Jerry doesn't know his girlfriend's name, but learns it rhymes with a female body part. Kramer drops a junior mint into the surgical cavity of Elaine's boyfriend during an operation. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Well, let's find out a little bit more about that as we go through the breakdown. And per usual, we start with a stand-up, this one on adultery. (laughs) You can't just have an adultery, you commit adultery. And you can't even commit adultery unless you already have a commitment. So you have to make the commitment before you can even think about committing it. There's no commit without the commit. Then once you commit, you can commit the adultery, and then you can get caught, get divorced, lose your mind, and they have you committed. But you know, some people actually cheat on the people they're cheating with. Which is like, you know, being being in a holdup and then turning to the robber next to you and going, All right, give me everything you have too. Damn it, Jerry! It was so good at the. It was so good at first, until he went to the whole uh, people cheating on the people they're cheating on with. But other than that, yeah. I loved it. I loved how fast it was. I loved uh, the, the wordplay that he had with it and everything. It was, this is exactly what we were talking about last episode. How some of his, his stand-ups are great at the, the start, and then they mm-hmm. fall off like fall off like a up. ledge. Definitely. So yeah, it's it pretty funny on adultery. Yeah. Uh, question to you: Have you ever committed ultra- adultery? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, no. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. I gotcha, Corey. All right. All right. We start off at the apartment. Uh, Jerry met a woman at the supermarket, but he can't remember her name. And George uh, just kind of talks about that he kind of randomly got these uh this $1,900 that was kind of left over from like a, a bank thing or something yeah they were like I guess in high school they were supposed to put you know it's back in the day when you learn how to do a savings account so like yeah he was like hey remember when you put that 50 cents every week and now, now it's like you know worth like he's like interest man it's like <laughs> well, interest making money without doing anything it's like yeah, yeah but at the same time man interest maybe back in the day interest was awesome but interest rates now for bank for uh for savings accounts and shit are awful oh yeah so no, i you can't you can't make that much money on it it's fucking awful so no it's 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 almost as if uh our currency isn't actually worth anything <laughs> Ooh, that's in depth that's a whole nother discussion sir <laughs> it's a whole discussion about going off the uh gold standard huh yeah huh. uh all right so anyway so he has 1900 dollars to play with um and 
In comes Kramer to some applause. And he, did you notice that he, like, uh, Jerry had something in his hand, like a box of something, and Jerry throws it right when Kramer walks in and, and Michael Richards catches it. So fucking good. I, for some reason, did not notice that, but I'm so glad you did. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think it's, well, you find out it's the gloves that, that Jerry bought for him, uh-huh. but yeah, great applause, but also fantastic timing with, with that. Yep, yep. Uh, but Kramer, because with these gloves, he wants to, he, he's telling everybody he wants to surround his apartment in wood. He wants to, he wants it to be like a log cabin. What, one of the times that we hear about the ridiculous of it. Now he's already had that discussion on levels oh, earlier, yeah. which, which <laughs> never went through with it. Um, but this is another one that he does. He just does quirky stuff with his apartment. This one. Did he we likes ever, wood. do we, yeah, it's been about, I, I think in the show, at least around the pilot time, it was 11 years. So I guess yeah. you can consider Kramer probably pushing 15 years in the same apartment. I imagine you gotta change things up occasionally to keep things fresh. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, George wants to watch Home Alone kind of <laughs> ram- randomly, which is kind of funny. I mean, to me, this goes back to a phrase that we actually haven't talked about in a while, but these people are man-childs, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what they are. And he just he, – I love that he kind of calls out, uh, you know, oh, I, I saw the second one, but I, I don't know how – I felt lost. I never <laughs> saw the first one. You know, because like, Jerry says, you didn't like the second one. He's like, I didn't know what was happening. I was lost. But I do yeah. love George went later – I mean, you know what's talking about now, but he's going to ask to stay there. And I love mm-hmm. his logic to watch the movie when everyone else leaves. He's like, if, if I'm in my apartment watching the movie, I'm not doing something. If I'm here, I actually yeah. feel like I'm accomplishing something. And I was like, you know what? I can follow that logic right there. <laughs> yeah funny what i don't follow logically is elaine comes in and she's got a large ass applause as I, well like what camera had where did that come from i know i i wrote it down too i was like holy shit elaine got got an applause yeah. too i mean I, I don't mind it i i liked it i was like yeah give, give elaine some love but yeah the I, I last just, I, the last time we got like a huge elaine response coming into the apartment was after she came back from i guess what her pregnancy leave yeah. or whatever it was yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I noted it, though. I noted it and wrote it down. Yep. I go, Elaine gets an applause, uh, exclamation point. Yeah. Uh, so they're about to go um, play racquetball, but she says that she needs to go swing by the hospital to see an old artist guy that, you know, she used to date. Um, you know, he used to be apparently a pretty rotund dude back in the day. <laughs> you don't see a um, lot of fat, starving artists, do you? <laughs> I know, which is funny. Uh, <laughs> and I will say that I feel like this is the episode that kind of solidifies Elaine being as much of a jerk as they mm. are. Like, not like it's mm. as, as, not petty, but like, you know, she's she, she's very much yeah. one of the guys. Uh, in this I mean, episode. I'd call it petty. Petty is yeah, a perfect yeah, word. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, because, you know, yeah, she doesn't seem like as much of a bad person because – she cares about the whales and she cares about all these other things. And she seems like she has like, you know, a lot of, um, you know, interest in, in, in humanity and interest in, uh, just, you know, the world in general, but here you absolutely see, yeah, no, she's just a dick. <laughs> she's, I mean, we, we love all four of them, but she's, they're all pieces of shit and she's yeah. just as much of a piece of shit as the rest of them, but we love her. Yeah. So, uh, but, but because, you know, she is not interested in this dude because he was such a fat lard ass. Um, I just say that lovingly because I'm a fat lard ass, uh, <laughs> but she wants Jerry to come and act as her boyfriend. So he doesn't get the wrong idea. Yeah. yeah. So at the hospital, Elaine is shocked at how good looking this dude is. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's almost, it's almost the opposite of 
Terry Hatcher playing a woman that's supposed to be like overly endowed to the point where you question if she if she has real breasts or fake or real breasts or not, like in the last episode. And here, even my wife was sitting next to me. She's like, "Oh, that guy's not attractive." <laughs> I was like, "Oh." <laughs> um. So that actor, that gentleman, uh, his name is uh, Sherman Howard. And uh, you do you know where he's from, Adam? Or have do you know where you, uh, like one of the places you've seen him in? Your mom's house. <laughs> there you go. Um, he played Bub, the zombie, in Day of the Dead, 1985, George Romero's Day of the Dead. There was a named zombie character? You've never seen Day of the Dead? I've never seen Day of the Dead. Uh, the, that that the, is far more your style than mine. Yeah. I don't no, there, care there's, about that. So in that one is when they start pushing forward the idea that some of the zombies can like sort of retain intelligence. And uh. in that movie, Bub the zombie almost becomes like a uh, protagonist in it. Um, oh, so he's, he, he's a main, pretty main character. Yes. Almost. Actually, yes. He, he's very, but he's also under like heavy makeup and everything. Um, and I actually on 4th of July, that picture of the zombie saluting that I posted on podcast. After yeah, Dark, I did see that. That, yeah. That's Bub the Zombie. That's him. Oh. That's this actor right here. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. He's under a lot of makeup, but he yeah. does. He he's mostly known for that role. So he does a lot of horror convention stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so she's attracted to this zombie, <laughs> and <laughs> well, the actor who played the zombie, right. and now she kind of doesn't wish that Jerry, you know, uh, went with her and acts this way. And I'm going to get to that in a second, but. Um, Kramer kind of hops off to find gloves. And immediately when I was watching this, I turned to my wife and I was like, is this the Pigman episode? Holy shit. But it's not. Uh, yeah. Just just low that. I mean, in my head, I was like, wait, we're at a hospital. Kramer's roaming around on his own. This is Pigman. But yeah. it's not. It's just, just, you know, I don't know why. I just kind of had, they have a lot of reoccurring things that get in your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we talked about that last episode and this episode here, I second guessed myself. I was like, is, is this Dolores? Is this the, the Mulva episode? Yeah. And then I was like, I swear to God that's later in the, in the series. So I was like, no, this can't be Mulva. And then like, yep. it's as it's happening. I'm like, this is Mulva. This we is thought, it. We thought the same, we had the exact same conversation, you know, at the beginning of it when she was like, Oh, Jerry said he can't remember her name. And Keisha and I were, were just like, what? What? You know what? I don't remember this one. And then, and then I thought I was like, "Wait a minute, is this Dolores?" And she's like, "No, that's later." And yeah. I'm like, "I think this is Dolores." Like, <laughs> it's crazy. No, I mean, and and if you guys have been with us since the beginning, you know our history. But if you're new to the show, uh, Adam and I both watched Seinfeld when it came on in order, and then the rest of our lives we pretty much spent watching it in syndication. And mm-hmm. this is like the the time that now we're watching it again in order. But the problem is like we have so many concepts and pieces <laughs> jumbled in our brain, we can't remember if something's yeah. if something's already passed and we've already seen it. Like yes. with uh, the whole George and Elaine not being able to hang yeah, out and shit. So like it's just the fact that we have so much Seinfeld in our fucking brains. The- the, the vast majority of Seinfeld is ingested in syndication yeah. where it just comes at you randomly. Yeah. You know, or you're just watching it whenever. And so I've seen all of these episodes multiple times, but seeing them in the order that they were presented, that has not happened since. the. And even yep. then, I didn't watch it from the beginning. Right. You know, this is one of the few or, you know, I've, I watched it on Hulu a couple times before this, but still, like even then. Sometimes Keisha would watch some on her own, and then I'll pop in for a couple, yeah, and I'd watch it, a couple yeah. on my own. And so, but this is like, holy shit! Like, yeah. you, I'm getting so much more out of it by doing this. I know, bro. I I can't tell you how much 
I love watching a show in order and actually paying attention to it and like breaking it down. It's it's amazing. This is so much fun. Yeah. But yeah, it's so, crazy. We have yeah. so much fucking syndication uh, information in our head. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I do like that Elaine does one of her classic get outs uh, to him. I mean, and he's in a hospital bed. Yeah, and I, I paused it. I made Myra come back in and watch it. She almost kills the man, and I love yeah. Jerry's facial reaction in the background. Where he's just like, oh, damn. But, yeah. bef- but before that, or I guess in all around that in, in this scene, I love how Jerry's fucking with her the entire time. So that's, love that, it. He, that comes up right after this where Jerry and uh, – or sorry, Elaine and um, whatever his name is, Roy, Roy, Roy. Uh, kind of they make like a little date. She's being very flirty. Jerry steps in with, aren't we going to the Poconos <laughs> at that day? And it's just like, oh, fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> I know, I know. and Because I, I love that he gives her, like he knows why he's there, but he yeah. gives her no reprieve. When things change for her, and, and I love how when he tried to shake Roy's hand, Roy didn't shake his hand. He was like, okay. So like right away, Jerry's like, okay, I'm getting used here. I'm going to I'm gonna fuck with her back. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That And that's what you do yes. with your best friends. Yes, yes. Guy or girl. That's what you do. If they put you in a situation, you're like, okay, I'll agree to it. And then all of a sudden they spin it on you. You're like, nah, I'm going fu- to fuck back with you, you know? No. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Kramer comes into the uh, the hospital room and he got his gloves. Yay. He mm-hmm. you know found his gloves he was so excited about. Um, he chats with this doctor and he ends up getting invited to observe the operation that Roy is going to be having. Uh, Kramer is all for it. He's excited because, you know, Kramer's down for pretty much anything. And that's, man, Kramer is such, like, I feel like more people should, like, <laughs> the Tao of Kramer, you know? Like, like <laughs> always be down to just do something. He's he's always down to do something. I love that. And I also love uh, when he meets Roy and he, like, shakes his hand. Roy goes, Roy goes, uh, he goes, he say, he goes, uh, he goes, uh, how do you do? And he goes, Kramer goes, I do great. <laughs> and that was it. He just walks away. <laughs> I, I just love that shit, man. Kramer was on point on this episode. Well, fuck, everybody was. But yeah, I, I loved it. And I will say this. This is the first time I noticed his fucking artwork is in the the hospital room. I never noticed that before. We noticed that as well. Uh, not this scene. I noticed it at a later scene where uh, Keisha pointed out, look at all those triangles. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's the triangle guy. That they brought his art there for him to feel better, you know, so he could recover. That's right. like, that had to be what it is. Yeah, no, I mean, that, yeah, but but it's so weird because the artwork it's so big that it would take. You would never do that, you know, it, not into a hospital like that. But yeah, yeah, it's it's it was weird. But I was like, okay, it wasn't necessary. I don't think because it didn't really like mm-hmm. push the joke forward or anything. No, I mean, but I I I appreciate it because it's just a nice little subtle thing in the background that not a lot of people might notice. But when you do, and you really only hear he's the guy who does triangles once yeah and so just seeing that in the background it rewards people who are paying attention my question to you did you like the artwork that you saw no would you buy (laughs) (laughs) no all trash no thank you it's triangles for god's sake triangles for god's sakes the only artwork i would buy would be the kramer (laughs) all right all right fine by the end of the movie we cut back to George, and he's bawling like a baby, and it's hilarious. Uh, Jerry gets home, makes fun of him as he should, you know. For you, I like, I do like the call out. Anybody who's seen Home Alone, George says the old man got to me, and it's like, you know what? That was a sweet moment at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, and I, I, 
I showed that to my wife because I was like, hey, look at this. This is this is the reason that guys are the way they are. Like, we can't show any emotions, you know? And I was like, I was looking for, like, reassurance. And I showed her the scene, and she watched. She's like, no, that was funny, and walked away. I was like, okay. no, no. <laughs> okay. This is why I can't cry. This is mm-hmm. why. Uh, Jer- George and Jerry have a little confusion over Florence Nightingale and Clara Barton. I looked up Clara Barton. Did you? I, did. I looked them both up, okay. um, which I, so the, the Florence Nightingale effect is a trope where the caregiver falls in love with their patient. Okay. Um, Florence Nightingale herself was an important figure in nursing. She, um, you know, she, she the, the whole Nightingale effect was named for her because she gave such great care to her patients, but I never saw anything that that was based on true things. Like, like she actually fell in love with it. So it's not, it's more of just like a, they're just using her name, but it wasn't any truth behind it. But she like started a, um, a nursing school, like one of the first secular, very important nursing school. She was a huge name in nursing. Um, and then how about you tell us a little bit about Claire Barton? Yeah. Uh, Claire Barton, she founded the Red Cross. She was also a nurse and she yeah. founded the Red Cross. Mm-hmm. So, and, are- and according I was saying, and according to Jerry, um, I think she was nice. He said something, he said something like that. <laughs> I know, but and and but this whole exchange between George and Jerry, I love it. I love the pacing of it. Like when George would mm. think about something and then reply. Like it was, it was good. It was so fucking good. In it, but it wasn't in the writing. It was how they they sort of paced out the scene and how they sort of conversed with each other. It was, and it's such a throwaway moment. And you, I always think about like scenes that that are more like clip show worthy and you never really see that that scene on a clip show but i was like i was mesmerized by it i was like this is fucking great writing right here between george and jerry yeah and 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 probably even more so solid acting and and a solid Mm -hmm. solid dynamic between those two actors yeah exactly yeah uh jerry is he's trying to find out the name of this girl. So while he's out on this date, he's talking about, you know, when he was a kid, people would make fun (laughs) of him for his name, trying to get her to say something about her name. And she says, Oh yeah. You know, uh, people made fun of me all the time. Not every, everybody's name rhymes with a part of a female anatomy. <laughs> and then I love, we cut to him and he's yes. looking over her body, trying to figure out in his head, what the fuck is her name? <laughs> I had to pause for about four minutes. So my wife could finish something up. Cause I was like, you have to come in and see this. And as he's hugging her and he's looking, I love how he's frantically looking yes. over her body. Like, <laughs> what is it? What could it possibly be? You know, I, I just, again, fantastic acting on Jerry's part. Like this one yeah. was really well acted and you, you know, like you're like, okay, well of course it's, you know, these, these people are all, you know, great actors, great comedians and everything. But for some reason I just was like, damn, you guys are just killing it. This episode. Uh, I did like his, his, uh, Jerry, Jerry Dingleberry and <laughs> sign smelled. <laughs> Like you know yeah. those were real names that he had as a kid. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I do like that uh, this person it was never clarified what her name is. It's not for sure her name is Dolores. Yeah. She was credited as Mystery Woman. I, I just discovered that, too, when I was looking on IMDb. And, uh, by the way, beautiful woman. Oh, yeah. She was, she, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we call her Mulva but, uh, or Dolores, whichever one. But, um, yeah. man, she was, she was beautiful then, and she, she's beautiful now. She is. Um, yeah. She's one of the, Yeah. I was like, wow. I, I guess I forgot that Mulva was so hot. Yeah. <laughs> Mulva. <laughs> Her name's just Mulva. Yeah, which made me think about Vulva and Vulva Pot and whatever. Yeah. Uh, yes, she's very attractive. Um, 
Her name is uh, Susan Walters, if anybody wants to look her up. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So at Monk's, um, in the booth next to their regular booth, they're not quite at their regular booth. They're kind of like in the one right in front of theirs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Um, but I do see Ruthie Cohen in the yep. background. Yep. She's working hard in the background. And uh, so they're trying to figure out this name. They're just <laughs> they're just trying to test out different ones. This is a great little scene. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. It's great. And because I love, I love what George is doing this episode. I love it when he's kind of like enhancing someone else's plot. I don't, I don't ever dislike it when he has his own plot. But I do sometimes think he works the best when he's just sort of enhancing a, a main plot. Mm-hmm. And yep. here he's just great firing off stuff. Uh, we say Aretha, uh, which would be you know urethra, and uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's just great. All the names well, that they try to come up with. What makes it so funny is they're coming up with names, but it's on the audience to try and be like, what female yeah. body part are they referencing? Yeah. And it is, it's really funny form that. Because sometimes you almost get like a delay when the audience is trying to think about it and then it hits them yeah. and they sort of laugh. It's dude, it, this one is just, yeah, it's, it's firing on all cylinders um, right here. Totally random. But I just looked up Susan Walters uh Wikipedia mm-hmm. and she was apparently a um, winner of Miss Teen All-America Beauty Pageant back in 1981. So she was like a, a teen beauty pageant person. Yeah, we mentioned she was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's a pageant winner. I think way more beautiful than the Miss America that Jerry dates. Uh, <laughs> yeah. or was it earlier? A while ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not to say she wasn't beautiful, yeah. but like. No, we had that whole discussion about like um, it was the model. We were like, she, were like, yeah, I, yeah. It's like you building up the fact that she was a model. Neither you nor I were like, I don't know. No. She didn't really do anything for she, us. She, whereas, didn't have the, she didn't have that look. Yeah, well, whereas also, clearly like, Mulva does. <laughs> she also looked ten years too old yeah. to be, which is which sounds not, rough. I'm not. Yeah. I don't mean to be, yeah. but you know what I mean. Yeah. There is a certain like age range that most people do those kind of pageants in, and she just looked like she had aged out of it. Yeah. So anyway, Mulva is gorgeous. Yes. And let's move on. Let's stop talking about that because it just sounds bad. Uh, let's let's talk about the, anyway. They yeah they bring up uh you know the idea the name Mulva and also George really pushes that oh you know what you should look at her license when she's in the bathroom you of know course. or whatever yeah and that that just makes sense yeah Kramer comes in and he's you know he's gonna go see the operation and Jerry's gonna join. So they head over there. Wait, but before they do, before Hmm. they do, (laughs) fucking love this line. Jerry's like sipping on his coffee. He's like, he's like, let me finish my coffee. (laughs) Then we'll watch them go slice this fat bastard up. Yeah. Okay, that stuck out for you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And apparently, uh, according to, to Jerry Seinfeld, the actor, um, that was something he said in the table reading, but wasn't in the script, I believe, the whole fat bastard part up. And uh, they added it there. But he also was talking about in the behind the scenes, he was like, man, we're really pushing the envelope that like Jerry Seinfeld, the character, should not win. Like all they talked about it before with the earlier airport episode, how Jerry, like within the normal comedian, like a comedy movie or comedy TV show tropes, as much of an asshole as Jerry is, he technically should never win, but he Mm -hmm. does. And that's what Seinfeld sort of spins the comedy on its head. Okay. And this, this was all, this is all out of Jerry Seinfeld's mouth. That's very cool. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. 
Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking Back. Why this film podcast looks back at the movies of your childhood. Join me, Emily Slade, each week as I step back in time to revisit the films that you grew up with. Maybe you haven't seen it for a while. Maybe you've watched it every day since you were eight. Maybe you totally forgot it existed. Whatever the movie, I'm here to go back with you through nostalgia untold and memories unnumbered. Together, we'll ask, why this film? Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. And now, back to the show. So, at the operation, Kramer brings Junior Mints as if it's a movie. <laughs> as if it's a goddamn movie. <laughs> Love it. Love it. He offers some to Jerry, who ends up kind of turns them down, and he aggressively pushes them away. Of course. And, of course, one of them flies up and into Roy, <laughs> into the incision. I love that you hear the splat yeah. as it goes <laughs> in, flop. and on subtitles, it actually says splat, <laughs> and, uh, and I love how everyone's, lo- like, no one, like, they heard something, like, mm-hmm. the, the nurses and the doctor, they heard yeah. something, but they don't know what it was, and everyone's, like, Jerry and Kramer just like, oh, oh, did anyone see that? But their, dude, their facial reactions were fantastic. Fucking tastic, uh, uh, Michael yep. Richards and, and Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry, yep. Um, yep. And then the only other piece of trivia that I have for this episode is they actually had to use a peppermint patty to film because the junior <laughs> mint was too small. And then uh, they did it by oh, throwing because the camera couldn't yeah, see it in the his camera, hand. Yeah, okay. the camera couldn't see it. And then the actual shot when it's like flipping through the air, they had to they they flipped it from down and then they had to reverse it so that it looks like it's falling versus sort of being flipped upwards. Like they upwards. they flicked it like yeah. a coin upwards but then they just reversed the film upside yeah, yeah, yeah. down and made it look like it was falling but that's a that's a peppermint patty not a junior mint oh well those are those are very different looking candies but it's How such a quick shot that? you can barely yeah. even see it yeah yeah do you do you like junior mints fuck yeah bro <laughs> and here's and here's the thing 
I am not a big like mint guy. Um, I hate the the aftertaste of a mint in my mouth. Like if I'm going to drink something, but for some reason, Junior Mints and peppermint patties. I, so I guess maybe it's like mint and chocolate. And, and is, so thin mint. Do you like thin mints as well? The uh, yeah, the they're favorite? up there. But like in order, I would say Junior Mint first, peppermint patty, then thin mint would be that order. But okay. I love my thin mints in a freezer. I put them in the freezer. Yeah, I know a lot of people do that. Yeah. Yeah, now, well, me, I, I'm a Samoa man. Oh, I oh. love coconut and caramel. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Samoas are the best. Yeah, no, I'll, I will fuck some Samoas up. But, uh, <laughs> but, but do you ever well, get yeah. Junior Mints at the at the movie theater or anything? Uh, I, I never get Junior Mints. I like Junior Mints. Now, granted, they are they are very refreshing. I absolutely believe that. But when I want candy, I don't want my candy to be like a mint. I want my candy yes. to taste like fucking candy yeah and so i end up getting you know i'll, I'll get like reasons or you know like the butterfinger bites or they don't have butterfinger bb's anymore or that kind of shit yeah or i'll get like um i even like 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 a, a chewy juji fruits every now and then you know yeah. like elaine likes you know <laughs> yeah 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 i do too man I but, do but too. i don't i, I love i really do appreciate the junior mint but I don't treat them much of a candy. Like they're more of an after candy candy ah, where if I, yeah. I will buy them, I'll buy two and I'll buy like a real candy and then I'll buy a refreshing junior mint to get myself over that candy. And, and, and more of a, more of like a nice little, um, you know, just, just to spruce my breath up. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I dig it, dude. I dig it. And after candy candy, yeah. I love it. And I mean, this was such a, big thing in in the like junior mints in seinfeld i feel like are so synonymous mm-hmm. to the point where freaking junior mints put out a like a what was it last a couple years ago it was like a 35th anniversary seinfeld uh thing i mean it was the same packaging but yeah. it had a freaking seinfeld logo on it so i mean junior mints clearly knows that seinfeld did something for them i don't know if it was as big as as they did for pez in in mm-hmm. the in the pez episode because that yeah. was like literally overnight they raised the stock of pez but pez sucks junior mints are good yeah pez sucks yeah i mean i like i like a pez but i don't go like out of my way to have it you know and i'm not a pez Pez collector like a pez tastes like shitty ass sugary chalk i'm not a fan yeah yeah but yeah, so so yeah, uh, so Junior Mints is, is something that's always synonymous well, yeah. with Seinfeld. Yeah, uh, full, fully agree. All right. Uh, at the apartment, Jerry tells George about the whole situation. Uh, Kramer comes in. Um, you know, <laughs> Hold on. I, I do love how uh, George hmm. goes, into the hole? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. That's stuck. Because I mean, I'm right just picturing all, like Roy's open chest and all of a sudden, bloop. Yeah, but Kramer comes in just kind of like fighting about the whole mint situation, and here's where he kind of gets a good little line. Who's going to turn down his junior mint? It's chocolate. It's peppermint. It's delicious. It's very refreshing. <laughs> it's very refreshing. <laughs> and he's right. Uh-huh. All of those things. It is absolutely delicious. Uh-huh. Uh, Elaine comes up, and she tells them that it's a prognosis negative. I love that little – that felt like a little callback to the movie, prognosis negative. Prognosis negative. Or is that later? I was going to – well, no, it's it's later. It's the dog episode. So, again, I think we see something – Some one of the writers probably just loved the phrase prognosis ne- Pro- negative. Yeah. All right. Um, and the uh, apparently Roy isn't doing very well. George is now interested in his art because he's George yeah. and he's got that $1,900. And so he's like, well, fuck if I buy this art and he dies, maybe it'll be worth something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So later Jerry is with his mysterious woman. Well, and did he you, te- I'm sorry, but before you jump into no, no, that, no. 
Did you um get the reference um Leopold and Loeb where where because he when Kramer or Kramer's in there and Jerry's like we got to say something. I missed that. Yeah, and he and he's just makes a reference to I don't want to be Leopold and Loeb, you know, basically George and, and Kramer not confessing they killed somebody, and uh. that was just um, in 1924. It was two wealthy students uh, in college kidnapped and kidnapped and murdered a 14 year old boy. But uh. this was in the 20s, so I, I don't know. But uh. they had they have two different names and are like you know it's two different guys, but they are sort of collectively known as Leopold and Loeb. It's just weird that Jerry would just drop that at, you yeah know, such an old reference i hate people i yeah. just fucking hate people yeah. why are they so terrible <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not terrible seinfeld <laughs> yeah yeah i don't want to get into that discussion let's talk about something that's fun so later as i mentioned jerry's with his mystery mystery woman and he tests out the name mulva <laughs> on her which uh but he kind of like you know glosses through it um then he tries to go through others, uh, he tries to go through her stuff, but she comes back out of the bathroom. She sees him. Kramer comes in, and uh, Jerry wants to use Kramer to get her name, and <laughs> Kramer just does not help, and neither does she. Like, yeah, I fucking dude, no, she fucking uh, Kramer. So she comes out of the bathroom, and he goes like, he's like, "Hi, I'm Kramer. Nice to meet you." And she goes, "Nice to meet you too," and like instantly goes, "See you later," and just walks yes, out. <laughs> Don't yeah. Even- <laughs> but George, the, it is funny. Then George comes up and he does the same thing <laughs> and she doesn't answer. She says, bye and walks out. And he's like, well, I tried. Yeah, and that is, that is funny too. Cause he actually like legitimately was trying. And no, but no. And then yeah, dude, I love it. I love it. It was the one, two punch of Kramer, Kramer botching it, but then George actually trying, but still not caring. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like, yeah, well I tried. Yeah. And then at the same time, just Jerry's like, pinball face like he's bound like just he's slack jawed at like everything is just failing left and right he's like why he's not even saying anything his mouth is just like sort of like a gape i god damn it i love it so much (laughs) uh so jerry wants to clear his conscience you know about this whole junior mint thing he's really worried that he might have you know helped kill roy and uh george you know he's more so worried because he doesn't, he doesn't want Roy to get better, so he can make better money on his art. <laughs> Who are you to play God? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but Jerry gets a, you know, he uh, talks to them and uh, talks to the people at the hospital, and apparently Roy is going to be just fine. Okay. At the hospital, the whole gang is there talking to him, and we get to just some overall funny dialogue going on. Um, but really, what stands out is the way Roy is eating his food <laughs> is very George esque. He is just going to town on some uh, spaghetti, and Elaine uh, noticing this <laughs> yeah. and noticing how this is a slippery slope to the fat, starving artist that uh, she had before. She realizes. You know what? I don't think I really um, want to be with him. And so we get again a callback to the whole Poconos and that shit with her and Jerry. And she's like, oh, I think we're going to be at the Poconos. And Jerry's like, no, no, we're not. And it's just it's perfect. It's like perfect. that is the kind of shit you're going to fuck with your friend about. Abso-fucking-lutely, man. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And it's a great callback. Yeah. It's a like as far as like writing goes. Yes. Great callback. Yes. So. Uh, at the apartment, Jerry's still trying to figure out this lady's name, and she eventually realizes 
that he doesn't know her name. Because <laughs> he tries to read the playbill that she got signed for her yes. uh, for uncle. And I feel yeah. bad for her because she even says she's falling for him. I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so she calls him out and she leaves and she is just like, screw this. And he keeps trying different names. And then it eventually comes to him where, I, well, allegedly, we don't get confirmation, but he yells out the window as she's like leaving the apartment. Oh, Dolores, because yeah. it rhymes with clitoris. Yeah. So <laughs> my wife, I had to show this to my wife because when she was working, when we were back in L.A., uh, the Trader Joe's that she was at uh, there, one of her co-workers' name was Dolores. And mm-hmm. I cannot ever, ever hear the word Dolores without uh, going, I, Dolores. Yeah. So my wife, yeah. I had to stop that pretty quickly because my wife wanted to kill me. Um, but anytime she says Dolores, I had to like just under my breath, I'd go, Dolores, because I yeah. can't not <laughs> at all. I was seriously hoping you are going to say her name was Mulva. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish that. Yeah, God. <laughs> I oh my God, that'd be my, I would have spit out my fucking drink if I found that out. <laughs> if if I ever have twins and I get to name them, they're gonna be Seven and Mulva. <laughs> That's it. I don't care if they're boys, girls, boy, girl, whatever. Seven and Mulva. <laughs> seven and Mulva. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, then we end uh, end with a stand up on com- not comedy a stand stand up on. Candy. Yeah, on candy. Oh, man. Ages 0 through 10, candy's your life. There's nothing else. Friends, family, friends, school, they're only obstacles in the way of getting more candy. And you have your favorite candies that you love. I love these. I hate those. I hate those. I love these. And only a 7-year-old kid can taste the difference between a red M&M and a light brown M&M. Two totally different things when you're a 7-year-old. Well, your red is more of a main course M&M, but the brown is more of a mellow flavor. It's an after-dinner M&M, really, which is almost kind of like a, a junior mint. It would be an yeah, after-dinner like <laughs> so, dessert. My wife has this story every time. She says it, and every time I kind of roll my eyes, I'm like, honey, you've told me this story a bajillion times, where um, she said she she knew somebody who was like a, a either a taste tester or something like that. Uh, worked in like, like a science food lab or something, and she got so ingrained in the different flavors of um, like colored dye that there she did a party trick where you could feed her a blue M and M or a red M and M or a brown M M&M and she could tell you what they were based on just tasting the uh, like the colored dye wow. in the M and M. Um, and I, and that's what I, I immediately, I go to that and I'm just, you know, like, ah, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is, you know, eh, funny party trick. This is totally irrelevant. This is more of a story for my wife to just roll my eyes one more time and just be like, yeah, honey. Hey, just so you know, I know this because every time I bring up either like food coloring or M&Ms or whatever, I bring it up. She brings up the story. and I'm like, honey, I fucking heard this a million times. Please don't, don't tell me about it again. She's like, have I ever told you? And you're like, oh, I'm like, no. yes, yes, you have. So, well, you know what I want to tell all of you about? I want to tell you about my thoughts on this episode. I'm going to go first here, Corey, if you're okay with that. Please do. I liked this episode a lot, (laughs) quite a bit. I thought the Poconos back and forth was so perfect. When it comes to a real friendship like that, I thought I love that aspect. The Junior Mint stuff, classic. The Dolores stuff is top 
hear Seinfeld. Classic, perfect Seinfeld. I feel we missed some payoff on Kramer's wood stuff. I wanted, there was no big blow up or no big, eh, I decided not to do the wood. Kind of like how you got with the steps where he was like, well, let's make a bet to do them and then you didn't do them and then there's a whole fight about the bet. There was nothing about the wood again. I kind of wish, I, I wanted more wood in my life. <laughs> and I got no, I got none of it. Um, that's not really a big deal, but, you know, he does he does wacky shit all the time, so it's not, but I, I, I just kind of wanted to see more about it or hear more about it. Just give me some kind of closure on it. But overall, this is another strong entry in the late at season four lineup of Seinfeld. I gave it four out of five Mulvas. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, or four out of five vulvas, whatever you want to say. <laughs> oh man, yeah, dude, I fucking love this this episode. Um, I didn't have a problem with the whole Kramer Wood thing, but uh, you saying it, I do get where you're coming from on that. It is a thread that didn't really pay off. He just, you know, he said it worked. He just came in and was like, oh, check this out. It, it worked. Yeah. Um, but then on the flip side, we also didn't talk about how much I loved Jerry uh, trying to do the yo-yo trick and showing the doctor, like, what he can yeah, do. Yeah, that was a funny, funny <laughs> yeah. moment. That was a re- totally random moment, but funny. Yeah, and because I love it when Jerry acts so childish like that mm-hmm. and uh, especially and I actually loved how the doctor just sort of smiled and looked at him you could almost see him thinking like you're kind of simple aren't you you know <laughs> I, just, I liked it I just I really liked the doctor and I liked all that stuff but you I do a hundred percent agree that um that thread with Kramer's thing just kind of didn't really go anywhere I feel like it was only there to get Kramer at the hospital to mm. like with them um yeah but I think that, you know, the yo-yo thing sort of offset that with, uh, with I actually really liked both of the stand-ups. But the body of this episode, man, Dolores, Mulva, uh, you know, George watching uh, Home Alone. It's everything was just firing on all cylinders. The way that, that that you know, the, the Poconos kind of comes back around. The way they Jerry twists it on, on Elaine. The way it, we show how good of friends they are through all of that. And it's just, man, this is this is it, man. This is firing on all cylinders, Seinfeld. And, uh, you know, we, we said it before, we don't go by quarters. So I do like it more than 4.5. So I would probably give it a 4.75, but I'm going to have to give it five Doloreses. Holy crap. Another perfect. That is two perfect episodes from you so far. And I didn't know going into this episode that A, it was even the Dolores episode and Mm -hmm. B, that I was going to be as tickled by it. I I knew that I was going to like the Junior Mints parts, but as like an an episode as a whole, like looking at it as a whole and then fucking Jerry's like... Like, uh, yeah, let me finish my coffee, then we'll go watch this, get him cut up this fat bastard. Uh, like, man, they were just boom, boom, boom. I loved it. I just, I love this episode, man. I really, really did. Nice. You know what I love? Podcasting After Dark. How about you tell us a little bit about that show? Of course. Podcasting After Dark. Uh, me and my, me and our friend, Zach. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, the we best talk- looking man in the Beef Up Network. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Guys, uh, Zach is a good looking dude. <laughs> He's a zaddy. Um, actually, I don't know. <laughs> wow, is that? <laughs> I like that. A zaddy. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, we don't Zach just talk, daddy. We don't He's just talk daddy. about uh, how good looking Zach is. 
is we actually talk about uh, Cole. I gotta tell. I'm gonna have to uh, to record this and just send it to him. Um, we uh, we talk about cult movie po- uh, cult movies. That's it. I got nothing. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah. Cult movies. Podcasting after dark. You've heard me plug it. Uh, Adam, what you got, man? I plug Blast from Our Past podcast. It's a podcast to do with my brother. We talk about all things nostalgia, whether it's album reviews, TV shows, movies. We do our own fan castings. Yep. That's the one unique thing about our show that people may not, uh, you know, have heard on other stuff. So check it out. Besides that, I have a trivia podcast that I do with my brother as well called Throwback Trivia Takedown. Yep. All of this is part of the BFOP network. You spell it B-F-O-P, but everyone knows you're supposed to say it. BFOP. <laughs> and so you can go to BFOPnetwork.com <laughs> to check out all of the different podcasts that we have. Listen to every single one of them because every single one of them is absolutely fantastic. AbFab, if you will. Absolutely fabulous. Oh, which one. is a great show. And I think I want to get to that one as well eventually. It's a, I don't know if you ever watched AbFab, but I did. Yeah. No, I, I didn't, but I actually – I know it. And, and yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and guys and gals, if you are – Fans of Kevin Smith movies, we are going to have a network-wide crossover event in the first week in August, and uh, so the lineup is going to be Blast from Our Past, uh, Adam and his brother are going to uh, mm-hmm. rate and review, break down and review uh, Clerks, and then the Clerks cartoon, and then Podcasting After Dark is going to do Mallrats, uh, Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast is going to do Chasing Amy, and then Why This Film is going to do Dogma, so we're going to yep. pretty much cover the first uh, four movies in yes. in uh, well yeah did Dogma come out before or after Jersey Girl I can't remember no no it was before it was like okay. 1998 it was it, those are the first four films that he had um, it's it's the Jersey trilogy plus Dogma plus Dogma so this, yeah. th- these are these are like really like the standard of uh, Kevin Smith's early works like the the stuff that everybody like thinks of him best before he got to Jay and Son- the next movie was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back for- which was- came out in 2000 or 2001 which I love yeah. but I only love because I love the first four movies right. so much and it's pretty much just like a um, fan service movie for that uh, and then he goes off to uh Jersey Girls, Zack and Miri make a porno, Green Hornet. Which I actually, and, uh, I actually liked Zack yeah. and Miri make a porno. I thought that was really good. It was okay. I thought it was okay. Okay. Uh, I, I love Kevin, Kevin Smith's podcast. If you guys don't listen, if you're gonna have to, li- if you have to listen to a podcast outside of the VFOP network, I don't recommend it. It's not good <laughs> for your health. But if you have to do it, I'm a big fan of Hollywood Babylon, uh, which is one he does. Um, with a guy, Ralph Garman, um, from uh, he used to be from a, a local L.A. radio station. But I recommend that stuff. Fat, but Fat, Man, on, Fat Man on Batman is good. Yeah, um, a, lot, a lot of people love Fat Man on Batman. I, I'm not as big of, of a Batman guy, so I don't care about Fat Man on Batman. Well, I, 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 I like Babylon. I will say this. Uh, the episode where Kevin Smith interviews Grant Morrison on Fat mm. Man on Batman is amazing. And it's like a two-parter. And, oh, I mean, Grant Morrison is, is a crazy yeah. dude. So it's, it's a lot that of guy fun. That guy is He's an amazing writer when yeah. it comes to Batman. And, and, well, Green Lantern as well. He's done so much good stuff with the DC Universe. And we mentioned it last episode, but I got to I gotta read his Invisibles. Um, yeah, yeah. I mentioned so, that. But, yeah, it's it's good stuff. So we're going to basically, because uh, we all love uh, Kevin Smith. Um, we're not Obviously, Cartwright won't have an episode in that rotation. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Tim and Dean 
uh, with talking back, uh, they were like, yeah, Kevin Smith wasn't ever really in their rotation, so... They're, they... they're fucking Canadians, man. What do you expect? <laughs> we love them, but they're Canadians. <laughs> they're not from Jersey. They don't get it. They don't get it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, look for that. If you guys are a fan of Kevin Smith, check that out. Uh, that'll be the very first week in August, uh, starting on Kevin Smith's birthday, which is, I think, uh, the third, uh, which would be second. Sunday or second. Yeah, but it's where you guys would normally drop the episode that day anyway, so it, yeah. works, it works out perfectly. Well, this fit, yeah, this fits really well with our regular um, podcast. And I think it's just really awesome that our network is doing something that intertwines mm-hmm. a, a lot of our podcasts together. You know, if you are a fan of this series, go through all of our podcasts and then hopefully you'll find, you know, you might really like some of these other podcasts. If you don't, you know, if you listen, if you're a huge podcasting after dark, but you've never listened to blast from our past or OCD or whatever, or, or not whatever, or what, or why this film or something, this might get you to be like, Oh Wow. Other hosts are cool, cool too. Yeah, you know. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. We hope. more pod- podcasts for everybody. <laughs> podcasts for everybody, like Oprah. Podcast for you. Yeah. Podcast you for get you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And uh, if 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 for some chance you're you're new to the show, this is your very first episode you're listening to, and you're like, hey, I like what these guys are doing. I'm gonna go back and listen from the beginning. Well, you can, but uh, it's all over <laughs> on Patreon. Our back catalog is there, and and uh, it's so cheap. It's it's just a buck guys that's all it is you get the entire back catalog you also get every episode ad free and uh you also get every episode usually a couple days early uh sometimes it's been known to be a week early if i happen to edit them sort of back to back so uh i'll if it's done i'll just put it up on patreon for everybody so there you go if you like what we're doing just uh go check it out and everything you know the the money just goes right back into the show we servers uh you know we we were talking thinking about getting maybe a new logo redesign stuff like that and we just we're going to take every penny and just put it right back into the show so and we appreciate everything you guys have already done for us and uh but we also do know times are tough it's real tough out there and who knows what the economy is going to do with the covid and all this kind of stuff we we totally get it a dollar can still be a lot of money and we totally get it so one free way to help out the show is to leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts in my opinion do both. You should <laughs> yeah, actually. There you go. I mean, really, a buck, twelve dollars <laughs> an entire year. Come on, people, just just make it even for us. That's all we're asking. That's all we're um, asking. We're not trying to get rich here. We're not trying to be no. George with his nineteen hundred dollars. Oh my god, I'd love that. You know what? But we're not even anywhere near that. But yes, please give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts on anything. I don't think Spotify does uh, reviews right now, but feel free if you can do rate and review us. Please do, because it is a huge help in other people finding us because the algorithms um, use, you know, the more reviews that you have, they will boost them to, to yeah. like, show to other people. So, please rate and review. It would be a, a huge help to us. It's it's an algorithm thing. <laughs> oh, my God. I That has been, like, the word of, like, the last four years. Yeah. I fucking hate the word algorithm. I, yeah, well, my, my background is digital marketing, so I know yeah. all about <laughs> algorithms. And, That's yeah. terrible. But, uh, so... We'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week, not with an algorithm, but with a handicap spot. (laughs) Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. 
you're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.